but beautiful luscious thing it is okay if vanilla is the way you like it if kink is the way you like it either way is good if, if you, you like it vanilla blending, with just a little bit of chocolate drizzled on top right whatever which way you want to take that yeah. it's fine but um you know <laughs> speaking of chocolate drizzled do not put any sugary things in your oh vagina God. don't put pop rocks in your pussy no I watched an episode about that one time. That sounds horrible. I'm thinking more like whipped cream and chocolate sauce. Sugar and things like that will cause major issues inside of your vulva and vaginal cap. Hello, baby angels. This is Bells. And I'm Pierce, and you're listening to Booty in the Bible Belt. A podcast about sex, sexuality, in the religious self. Some of our topics and language may be explicit, so listener discretion is advised. Or you can fuck off. Whatever. Yeah. You'll hear us talk from time to time uh, about Betty and Veronica. They're just generic names that we give to our exes so no one is incriminated. So, the topic of today is going to be making your sexual debut Mm -hmm. and why we refer to it as making our sexual debut opposed to losing our virginity. Uh, But first, how are you doing tonight, Bells? I have cramps. Oh, yeah? It's great. On flow in town? Yeah, yeah, she uh, she showed up yesterday. That evil bitch. Unannounced. I kind of knew she was coming, though, because I have an app that tells me. Yeah. Well, that's good. At least that's kind of helpful. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. It was like, good morning. Your period starts today. And I was like, oh, ignore. And then it started the next day. So I guess that worked for a little bit. I mean, at least you got like a 24-hour heads up. Like, all right, brace yourself. The storm's coming. (laughs) Thankfully, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But that's good. It's cut. I guess we can we can move past my period now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's something that plays right into our topic yep. is, you know, a lot of people start to have sex near the time of their period because they think, okay, I'm mature now. But what does that really tell us? I mean, is maturity that you have your period enough to say that you're ready to have sex? Or is it when you're ready to actually have a conversation about what you like and what you want out of your encounter. Did not expect that to go that direction. Pretty much the whole concept of you're a woman now because yeah. your body is fully mature. No, because there's there's disorders where children children start periods. I remember when I had a classmate that started a period in third grade. Third grade? Third grade. Oh, that's intense. And she was confused for a substitute teacher more often than not because she developed very quickly. Oh, that poor thing. And she was in third grade, yeah. Oh, my God. And I remember trying to bring it up to my mom, and she being like, we're driving somewhere, and she's just like, she did not want to talk about it. Right. Well, I can't even imagine. Like, that's... Her eight-year-old daughter is like, yeah, so my classmate started her period. My mom's like, what? (laughs) Jesus. That's a a hell of a thing. That's intense. Yep. So, what do you think... When do you think someone is ready to lose their virginity? 
or make their sexual debut as we prefer to call it? Um, obviously it's really, obviously it's really relative to every person. Um, I agree with that. I personally, I personally really don't think teenagers should be having sex because uh, I just feel like your brain is changing so much and your the, the, the amount that your brain changes. And plus I feel like, you know, girls and boys are always on different levels and Sure. I don't know. I just, I feel like so many people have encounters when they're younger, which doesn't, it's not a bad thing necessarily, but they often say, like, I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't emotionally mature enough. Right. So I guess it defines when is someone emotionally immature. Like, well, that's definitely something that a lot of our friends have talked about. Uh, you know, us talking to them in preparation for this episode was, you know, how old were you? What was your biggest regret? Um, what was your best memory? And pretty much everybody said that they wish they had known more or known that it was okay to talk about more, ask more, yeah. and express what they wanted or expected out of the situation. Yeah, I feel like a lot of a lot of situations, people don't sit down. People don't define the relationship. They don't DTR. Right? They don't DTR before they are DTF. <laughs> Which is a topic we'll get to on another episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, but yeah, I and mean, I think definitely the ability to talk about what you want. I mean, I know, like, even... So I made my sexual debut very, very late in life by societal standards. I was 28, 29 when I first stepped onto the scene. And even then, after doing copious amounts of research about anatomy, technique, all of this stuff. I imagine you with like your glasses and your books <laughs> stacked and you just intently with candlelight just <laughs> making notes like this position. Oh, oh, this, oh, oh okay. That's it. <laughs> I can show you the books in my room just down the hall. They, I do have... And then there's a library. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, all right, so I grew up and as you did extremely uh religious like um i know i've told you personally like i used to be an assistant youth leader um oh, was... oh i forgot about that. <laughs> so but yeah there's well, since we talked about that right Whew. so you know there are there are points in life where you are taught one thing is the right way and even if you didn't grow up in a super religious house you're still taught that sex is for marriage or that it should be taken very like special and it's like this huge emotional thing that has repercussions for years and it may very well be but it can also be just a little bit of fun yeah i really don't think that you know kind of like our, our friend alice had said like sex doesn't have to be super I think she had commented something like, doesn't have to be super emotionally involved. Like, obviously. Well, I mean, she's a she's cam girl, so I mean. Yeah. So, it, clearly, you can separate, obviously. Some people, I guess, that have the religious upbringing, like me. Like, my, uh, my grandfather was a Southern Baptist preacher. <laughs> Good old granddaddy. I miss him. Anyway. Well, I know Alice, um, Alice had, a uh, had sex at one of our parties, with a girl she had met an hour ago. Oh, yeah. They looked like they were having a great time. Oh, dude, they all, all three of them had a freaking blast. I can tell you that. I was, 
at a real upfront uh, view of it all as I was on the on the floor with my uh, <laughs> with my uh, Betty, Betty who was uh, Betty? chilling. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sitting there like playing with Betty, and then like look to my right, and uh, Alice's vulva is right in my face <laughs> while uh, she is playing with uh, her partner and this other girl. And it was it was a very exciting experience for me. It doesn't really have anything to do with virginity, but well, it was your first time. Yeah, there you go. It was my first setting. time. In a it was your sex sexual setting. debut. It was your orgy debut. This is this is a very valid point you bring up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I dig it. It was my first time doing. Well, I didn't have sex, but we were my partner and I were doing. You stuff. had oral sex. I saw you give him a blowjob. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, I was did. watching y'all, too. Oh, oh, right. I forgot. Yeah. Well, my Betty was not my uh, favorite person. She was here, case in point, we had no emotional connection whatsoever. I had no emotional connection with her. And I tried to make that clear from the get-go, but she still caught the feels and made it all awkward. And then I ended the relationship because it wasn't fair to her for me to abuse that. Well, she was really trying to make you into what she wanted. She was trying to manipulate me into a daddy position, and that is not my role. We'll get into those topics later because I, my, my Veronica has, yeah, (laughs) I got got a couple of Veronicas I'm going to talk about. Right. Anyway. But yeah, it's, um, uh, the point being that these connections can be purely physical and they can satiate a an emotional need in the moment but they are they do not require an emotional need to facilitate the entire event and that's something that you know we like to stress to people that are less sexually adventurous than us you know i know a lot of my friends like i'm very open in my life in my real world life about my sexual adventurousness and you know i some of the dudes at work are very kind of like dude what the hell <laughs> like, they're so confused i'm pretty i forget i'm pretty open to i love stopping my co-worker speechless because okay so a little i guess a little bit of background i guess i'll start a little bit of background about myself um i actually work in a very blue collar environment um i actually work in accounting and I often have, oh nice, I often have, have to listen to homophobic and awful things all the time. But we're going to get into that also another time. And I just enjoy, like I remember one time, um, my coworker was trying to tell, tell me an email or something and I, I was like, was that a B or a D? And he said B as in book, as in I'd like to beat you with this book. And I said, just joking. And I said, I wish you would. <laughs> and he was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh. And then he was like, and then I was like, I like being told what to do. And he was like, man, you probably like being choked or some shit and like turned around. I'm gonna be like, mm. if you only knew. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <sighs> I, so I'm uh, admittedly a very hetero cis white male and I check my privilege as often as I can think to but I'm very comfortable with bisexuality transgender homosexuality any of it like it's all kind of like whatever to me it's normal to me so um, just because of the people that I choose to surround myself with have given me very gracious 
uh, introductions to quote unquote uh, alternative lifestyles that are actually just totally normal for them and I'm like oh okay it is normal cool whatever but like somebody will say something at work and uh, like you know blow me man and I'm like bring it over here daddy <laughs> and they're all like huh, oh god huh. wait what like, you suggested <laughs> yeah. it what the hell exactly <laughs> but that's the thing like well you know when it comes to like alright your first time being able to you know joke around but also you know be able to approach it with a seriousness so you're you've met, you've met somebody you've decided that you're ready to have sex and you ready to dick it down yeah Sorry. for some people for some people <laughs> well i mean dicks can be strapped on too if you're yeah, if you're into that you know yeah. no judgment if you're not yeah. and you know these kind of conversations go re- go the same regardless of what your genitalia is like if you're um if you're two individuals with a vulva uh, then you have conversations about how you like to be licked and kissed and touched. If you want to have finger or multiple finger, if you want to have a toy involved, whether it's strap-on or held in the hand, these are conversations that you're allowed to have and you should have, and it's it's good to have with the person that you're about to go on this adventure with. Mm. It's... Uh, being able to express your needs and your desires are imperative to good sex, regardless of where you're at on the spectrum of gender or sexuality or on the spectrum of, you know, a virgin or someone who has had multiple experiences. I mean, I mean, I, I know a girl personally who I, she's kind of a Betty we used to date um just like three-fourths of betty yeah so we were never in a relationship but like we very much were involved and uh she's a wonderful human and i love her dearly but we're no longer involved on that level but she i know that i was nowhere near her first um but she could not talk about what she wanted um and i had to be very much the um, director and aggressor in our scenes. And, you know, I didn't really know much about consent at the time, but I still, you know, it just made sense. Like, do you like this? Do you like that? Because she wasn't telling me what she wanted, so I had to ask what she wanted. Yeah. I actually, um, <clears throat> I talked to a person for a while. They actually um, identified as non-binary. Um, I talked to them for, we talked for a while, and whenever I would... They would always be like, what do you want to do to me? And I'm like, what do you want me to do to you? And it always was a question that they couldn't answer. Because they were like, oh, well, I've never, I've never had someone ask me that. And I'm like, well, that's really, that's kind of sad. It is. That's very sad. Because they, the relationship never really went anywhere because they could never tell me what they wanted. They could never talk about themselves. I just, I wanted to get to know them and how they worked and what they liked so that when we, you know, we hadn't met yet, so when we did meet, like, I wasn't going to do something you didn't like. That way it's very clear of how it should be, and I'm just, I, I don't want to guess. I really, I mean, I guess it's the fun of, oops, I hit that. 
anyway. It's okay. <laughs> I guess it's the fun of learning with someone, but I also don't want to play a guessing game. I don't want to do something and be like, what about this? What about this? And you tell me nothing. Like, right. Like, you got to communicate. You got to tell me. Absolutely. And I think one thing that a lot of people, including myself in my early years, didn't really understand is that you have to be able to communicate with yourself. Be able to tell yourself what you want. Like, um, so for me, I spent probably, I would say maybe like 15 years or so having sex with myself, masturbating. Um, And when I had my debut, I did not know what to tell this person because all I had ever experienced was like, you know, a toy like a flashlight or my hand or something like that. I like when my wrist goes to the side a little bit. (laughs) Exactly. That doesn't help you any right now. (laughs) So, but like, you know, it is good because if you can, if you know yourself, to a degree, I mean, like, if you know what parts of your body you'd like to touch or have touched, in which way you like circles to be made on your clitoris or which direction you like a penis pulled to when you're stroking, uh, these things you tell your partner make the experience a lot better. Like, I mean, how old were you when you started masturbating? So I was probably maybe around I I think I was in like high school I was probably about no I think maybe okay so I first had sex when I was 18 okay and I'm pretty sure I I didn't masturbate much long before that like I it's not something I did because I didn't know I was never told that I could like I was never educated I was never taught like I didn't really know that clit at all. Like, I didn't know clit stuff until I was with the, the partner I am now, really. Right. So, um, well, Bells and I can tell you guys, or you folks, you listeners, you sweet angel babies. As my Bells. sweet angel babies. <laughs> sweet, sweet babies. We can tell you that it is okay, if not perfectly natural and wonderful and encouraged to touch yourself. Oh my god, please please find your good spot. Please find it and then touch all over it. Yes. Everybody with a vulva should grab a mirror and study every fold, every flap, every bump, every wiggle, every woggle and learn <laughs> learn their body. Okay, if they see a couple wiggles and woggles, maybe they should see the doctor. Sure. And that's, <laughs> you know, that's good. And even you know, a lot of people would maybe think this crazy who weren't educated, but if you're a virgin, it's still okay to talk to a doctor about your sexual health. Yeah. Because you never know what, in some weird circumstance, you could have acquired something. Okay. Whether it's, you know, you borrow somebody's swimsuit and you've now got crabs because they didn't wash it or something. It's, you know, it's some kind of weird situation, but stuff like that might happen to somebody who's afraid to speak up for their own sexual health. I wonder how long crabs would actually stay in I that situation. honestly don't know. That Ever reminds s- me of that house episode where, where he, the, the husband was clearly cheating and he was like, well, have you ever, what do you say, have you ever like sat down on a toilet all the way? And the husband was like, I admit it. I sit on public toilets. It was me. I caught the crabs from the public toilet. And the <laughs> house was like, yeah, okay, that doesn't work that way. Anyway. 
He was like, it was me. I'm so sorry. I caught crabs from my toilet. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. If remember. you want to sleep with other people, you need to have a conversation with you, with your wife. Indeed. And that's a conversation that we'll have with y'all later mm-hmm. about uh, non-monogamy, because both Bells and I are polyamorous. Yes, um, yes. So I'm also we've pretty... Got, oh, sorry, I was going to say I'm pretty demisexual, since you're one. saying about how you're... We've, uh, we've both had lots of experience with dating and sleeping with multiple partners, so... We've definitely got a lot to say about that. And we're going to have some uh, co-guests or guest stars on to uh, co-host is the word I was mm-hmm. looking for. Yeah. Co-hosts that are even more experienced uh, than us and that represent different styles of totally. polyamory than we have experienced. I personally am more of a solo polyamorist. I don't really like the idea of a nesting partner. I don't want to live with somebody. I like my solitude, my independence. Uh, Bells has a husband, um, and they love each other very much, but they have relationships outside of that. Mm-hmm. So, but again, that's a conversation mm-hmm. for another time. Yep. Um, back to our topic at hand, uh, making your sexual debut. Yeah. What's something that people need to talk a lot about before they get into it? Yep. So. One of the most important things that people need to have in a new relationship is a conversation uh, about consent and how they're going to be approaching it. Really. I mean... Now, consent means what? Oh, what's it mean to me? Uh, well, I, I don't want to do anything with someone unless they say, yes, I want to do this. If they don't explicitly tell me, yes, I want to do this, I'm not going to be going forward with it. Um, So consent is expressing a desire, asking a question, and receiving a direct response. For me personally, that's the way I like to approach my situations. I haven't had too many situations of that, but I know like my, with my husband, like the first time we had sex, he just, we were making out and doing stuff, whatever, and he straight up just stopped and was like, "Er," looked at me and was like, do you want to have sex? And I'm like, yes, like the fuck, why are you asking? But it's like, it was good that, I love that he's like that, because I was like, no shit, what the fuck do you think we're doing? But, you know, that's, that's the point, you don't assume, you don't assume, well, that's, you never assume. That's societal training saying that yeah. um, it is expected that once you start doing anything, you have to do the whole thing. But it's okay if like, so one of our friends... Um, that we were talking to earlier, uh, she knows who she is, mm-hmm. was saying that, you know, if you're getting into it, making out, kissing, hand start roaming, all of these things where, you know, if you, it's okay too to say, no, I'm not ready to mm-hmm. take it this far. I'm a virgin. I have class in the morning. I am on my period. I have a headache. I just don't want to do that yeah it would be nice to be able like you said to be making out and touching and stuff but it not necessarily to mean that you're going to be fucking sure and that's great like kind of like you know when we're talking to we're gonna call her anna um, Anna, Anna okay. yeah um, yeah she said she was cool with that i don't cool we'll see she probably won't care if we use a real name but whatever <laughs> but um it, it's a hilarious situation that she had shared and when she told, because we FaceTime, I will, I will say Anna's my very absolute best friend. So we FaceTime all. Really? Really? I'm getting left out in the dark here? Would it? You're my absolute, you know, you know what? I, oh, you, 
Okay, listen here. Anna checked me into the hospital and answered the questions. <laughs> she on my but, hip before. But I'm your podcast host, co-host. Okay, okay. So. the thing is, like, I have best... Okay, so I have best friend Anna and I have best friend Pierce. Like, Anna's my best girlfriend and Pierce is my best guy friend. It's just easy for me to say that because y'all are both my best friends. But it's just something about a girl-on-girl relationship. So really. No, I totally understand <laughs> that. <laughs> there, there is some... There, I mean, you know, like, personally, I connect better with females just because... You know, I think everybody has a duality of energy, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, male and female. And... Now I feel bad because I was like, this is my absolute best friend. But I was going to say, we just have, like, this insane connection. Oh, absolutely. I didn't mean to make you feel no, bad. Not at all. Pierce, no. <laughs> Let me keep crying. No, okay, sorry. no, no, no. I was just picking on I you. I know. I was like, <gasps> anyways, <laughs> you made me forget what I was even going to say. All right. We FaceTime all the time. We check in often. Oh, I remember. Okay. <clears throat> Solid. So proud of myself. So one time, <laughs> yay, clap for bells. Rings. Okay, sorry, I'm an idiot. Okay, one time we were FaceTiming and they were talking about um, this girl that they were seeing and they were making out. I know it's late and Anna had already taken her medicine for the night, which makes her very drowsy and very sleepy and ready to go. But she had had class in the morning, so the girl, they were, you know, making out and kissing and her partner and the girl she's dating was like, do you want to have sex? And Anna said, no, it's a school night. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I died laughing and she was like okay okay what explain to me why everyone laughs when I tell them that and I say it's adorable because to me I envision like a person like in middle school or like sorry I can't come over because I had the school night like but um but the the reaction she got her partner was like really and that's not how you fucking react when someone turns you down right another thing we were going to touch on um when you ask someone if they want to have sex, be prepared to get told no. Yeah. And don't be a fucking dick about it. And if your partner is being a dick about it, step, go away. Bounce. Leave them. Uh, maybe not permanently. That's up to you. But it is important dump for em. you to... <laughs> dump them. Nope. Dump them. It is out. important for you to recognize that the only person in the end that's going to look out for you is you Mm -hmm. the only person that's going to keep an eye on your sexual health on your mental well-being all of these things in this particular situation is you you have the responsibility to protect yourself and do what's right for you in this now when it comes to like protection and things like that these are mutual these are conversations that need to be had with uh, all parties involved because uh, when, whenever you have uh, a first encounter with somebody, whether it's your first time in general or first time with a new partner, you need to be willing to protect yourself. So you need to ask questions about sexual health, about uh, you know what limitations do you have physically? Because we have, well, you for instance have issues, health issues that oh, we'll yeah. discuss more later. But these are, are uh, considerations that must be looked at. Yeah. Because if There's somebody... There's a reason someone's saying no. Like, sure. don't be an asshole. Like. So we have a partner, or we have, a, not a partner, we have a friend, sorry, wishful thinking. <laughs> um. <laughs> She's cute as fuck. Yeah. I know who you're about to talk about. 
Hell yes, he is. Ugh. She has a genetic disorder that uh, affects. Ooh, ooh. She promised the way. that she would kiss you and me first if she ever ventures out. Yes. Isn't that right? That I, could be wrong, but maybe it's wishful thinking. Maybe that was a wet dream that we shared. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Uh, she has a genetic disorder that basically uh, stops her ligaments from growing properly. I, I think Plus I'm saying that. a bunch of other. Well, they sure. and she she's definitely gonna send us a message and correct us, which please do, honey. Yeah, yeah. But well, um, she's gonna be on the episode that we oh, talk totally. about, uh, uh, totally. like health limitations. Yeah, but I think it's like they stretch out and then won't go back properly. Okay. Like I know she had surgery on her sh- her elbow not her fucking elbow god damn it her shoulder you were pointing at your shoulder you had yeah. it right because they can totally see that yeah. well I'm telling them yeah I'm saying um, but from my understanding she might have to have multiple surgeries yes. throughout her life and and also she was very flexible like I know she posted a picture of her in college like bending backwards and washing her hair in the sink right. and all these cool party tricks and then she learned that down the road all these cool party tricks really were fucking her up and exactly but that's something yeah. that she has to discuss with yeah. partners about mm-hmm. like limitations. And granted, they're in like a a, a poly poly square. Uh, yeah, poly. They call uh, it poly square. Poly square. So it's polyfidelitous. Basically, they have multiple partners, but they're locked into not locked into. That sounds really aggressive. But uh, they, <laughs> they signed are, a contract. They are committed. That's a cult. <laughs> call your dad. I'm sorry. They're they are committed to the four of them yeah. alone. Um, they basically live together, and yeah. No, I mean, you know, each each relationship, each polycule, as I like to call it, a lot of people in the in, of the scene call it. Uh, there are certain stipulations where you know, like this quad may have you know one outside partner because they pre-existed before the quad, or, or whatever the situation is. But so uh, she has to, you know, when she first got with this expanded group, to my understanding, she would have had to you know explain like hey i have these limitations please be cautious please be careful uh if she were to go to a play party or something like that where she would be involved with new people again there's the like this is what i'm into this is what you have to be careful with etc etc and that goes for anyone with any kind of situation like hey i am totally down to have sex tonight but we're going to limit it to just oral sex um we are going to limit it to just manual stimulation sex uh, but I'm not really interested in having penetrative sex tonight, whether it be with the penis or with a you know, strap-on or dildo or anything like that. You're allowed to make these decisions and decide what works for you in the situation and in the moment. You're allowed to change your mind if you start doing something and feel uncomfortable about it or, or you don't feel good about yeah. the way it feels or whatever. You can say, hey, we're done with that. Uh, I'm sorry, you know, I, I'm not comfortable anymore and your partner may decide to be a giant dick about it and be like well you said that there's a door get the fuck out exactly you are you are absolutely responsible for standing up for yourself and taking care of your own needs and protecting yourself now it's okay to like call in friends or whatever if you like feel like you're in an unsafe uh environment or you feel like you need help to get away from a bad situation, absolutely call somebody. So I... uh, Oh my God, what is wrong with me? Matching on to what you're saying. um, 
If you're concerned about that you're going to potentially be in a weird situation, come up with a fucking safe word. Yes. Come up with a safe word. Like, so I actually have a cousin who um, was in a very dangerous relationship when she was in high school. And it got to the point to where um, basically he had, had lost a father figure and just really kind of went off the deep end and became very obsessive, very clingy, very... I need you, and if you leave me alone, like, you're abandoning me. It, 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 it was bad. But anyway, basically, um, we came up with a fucking safe word. We were in her barn with her horses, and I jokingly was like, banana pants. If there's ever a situation, fucking banana pants. Say banana pants. You know, whatever. Like, we were joking. And there fucking came a situation where he had her in a car on the side of the road and wouldn't let her go and I was really worried and concerned and I was you know I remember her best friend reached out to me and was like I I think something's going on and and I called her and he answered and was on speakerphone and wouldn't let me just talk to her and I was like hey banana pants and at first she said yeah and I said yeah and then she was like no 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 it's fine it's fine and I was like, okay, all right, all right. And he's like, oh, banana pants. Oh, like, he just thought I was just, like, trying to think of a Christmas pre- like present or some shit. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Anyway, but, <clears throat> um, <sighs> Lord of Jesus, if he ever hears this. Oh, well. Fuck Sorry, him. bud, you did some fucked up shit. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, but later on, I was like, what the fuck happened? And then she told me, but. I was, she was thankful that we had fucking come up with a safe word. Anyway, this is kind of off topic, but it, it maybe it can save someone in the future. Fucking well, yeah, come I mean, up with a safe word with your best friends, with your girl, whatever. Absolutely. Whatever, yeah. again, whatever you need to do to protect yourself, you do it. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's the most important thing is, because sex is great and fun, but it can also lead to some weird emotional connections, and sometimes people who don't have the... Uh, emotional maturity that is honestly needed for sex uh, may not have the emotional maturity to be a good partner and could uh, theoretically put you in a dangerous situation so you must take care of yourself so bells let's uh let's switch things up a little bit and talk about uh talk about virginity okay so to you what is virginity Hmm. And I know that can be a loaded question. So. That is a, flo- a loaded ass question. <laughs> what is it? I guess I instinctively think of my fucking religious upbringing, and right. I, in my head, losing your virginity is when you've been clean and untouched in virginity, and then you get married, and on your wedding night, penis goes in the vagina, and you just lay there, and it's great. All right, the end. So the very heteronormative. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think that, honestly, because we have similar upbringings, I feel the same way. Yeah. But in our education, and I'm, tonight we looked up the definition of virginity, or well, not the definition, the but the uh, um, etymology of it. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, I was it. an idiot and thought he was saying etymology like fucking bugs <laughs> earlier. And I was like, what? So uh, the according to circa... 1200 Anglo-French virgin means uh, unmarried or chaste woman held in high esteem by the church. Uh, So we're going to say hashtag thanks religious Reich. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because um, it didn't even mean didn't have anything to do with sex at first. It was just unmarried or like maiden. Right. Oh, so good old good old Christians roll up in there and make it all about them. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I think at that point it probably would have been the Catholics opposed to the oh, Protestant. Well, but I mean, they they still call themselves Christians for some reason. Now, Mormons call themselves Christians too. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's funny how delusional people really kind of like hang uh, out together, um, but they like try to pre- try to say that they're better than the other because their dogma is. Uh, different on some weird ass level but that's a topic for another conversation probably another podcast um well that's definitely a a topic we'll we'll approach right so um when it comes to these ancient kind of ideals of what a virgin is now these women because they were unmarried they didn't have any debts from previous husbands they didn't have the social scarring of divorce or anything like that they were considered virgins and was divorce turn, a thing back then was marriage is it, well well, well yeah marriage is yeah um but basically they were they held a higher worth um because like socially like because they didn't have burdens and they weren't you know you didn't have to worry about you know extra children or all of these things so over time i believe that like virginity has become this moniker for purity and value especially in women pedestal with a light beaming down so if a guy on a pillow exactly unpopped if if a guy's a virgin (laughs) Uh, he's a loser. He's, you know, he's not. He's worthless. He, you know, isn't cool. But if a girl is a virgin, she's, you know, magical and worth chasing, and all of these things. And as somebody who uh, was so sold on the virgin thing, I made my own little card. It was a membership card. Uh, to because uh, my school. Pretty sure I had one of those too. Okay, so my school did the True Love Weights program, but I and I did the True Love Weights program, but like I didn't really like. Well, there's steps. Get into. I don't remember, man. I, <laughs> Step I, one. I fucked so hard, all the memories of that have rattled out of my brain. They fell. Yep. <laughs> they just each thrust they threw out of the threw out of the ear. <laughs> so I don't remember exactly what the True Love Weights program said, but I do remember that. When I was um, in my mid-twenties and the most deeply involved with the church that I ever was, I made my own little card that had um, two little wedding rings on it. And it was like one of my first Photoshop uh, like big projects. I illegally downloaded Photoshop so that I could make this particular thing. This is a big project. Oh, my God. I was, dude, like, I cannot express, like, every Sunday I was prostrate, face down, on the floor, begging God to bring me a wife. Because I was so tired of waiting. And I, like, I got so mad at God because I had waited all these years and he hadn't given me a wife. And, like, I, I, again, I put this virginity on a pedestal and it was something that I should have, like... I aspired to have because, you know, and I kept myself chaste and quote-unquote pure because of these religious expectations. But, like, when I hit, like, 27, 28, I started going, 
eh, maybe this isn't a real thing. Maybe God isn't a real thing. And uh, I finally decided I was done waiting. I'd given God 28 years of my life or whatever, and uh, he had not come through for me. So I said, fuck it, I'm done waiting. Um, and it was a couple years after that before I finally like absconced religion altogether and said, I'm done with it all. But it was a huge, huge thing for me, and it was like an emotionally burdensome thing. And I cried. I bawled after the first time I had sex um, because I I well, knew it wasn't. <laughs> oh no, Bebe, I snuggle you. <laughs> Don't cry. I knew it wasn't a bad thing. Like at this point, I had made the decision that it wasn't a bad thing. That like God wasn't real, and these you know rules were made up by men to keep people under control but i was still so uh entrenched with these old thoughts and this like belief structure that was so deeply ingrained into my being that i knew going into it this is what i wanted I had studied it. I had chosen someone that I was genuinely connected with. I had like done all of the things the best way, the safest way that I knew how. Uh, and then when it came time, I said, all right, I'm going to do this. And uh, it was it was a very interesting uh, event. I had gone out to drinks with this girl. And... We went back to my house, and we were both uh, fairly intoxicated. And uh, we had played around a lot before. Which I want to add, maybe was a mistake, being very intoxicated. You know, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Clear head, clear mind when going into something like this. Consent can't be made when you're intoxicated. Um, uh, At least... I don't know. Like it's kind of a cloudy gray area. If both people are are intoxicated, you kind of you know whatever. If one is sober and the other is intoxicated, that's fucking rape, and you should die. Boom. <laughs> it, it is what it is. You uh, put that dick away. You get a blanket. You put that on top of her. How dare you? Or you get off that dick. Leave him alone. What's wrong with you? Exactly. He's not awake. You don't get to use it. Anyway. So uh, I had, we had played l- around a lot before. So when it finally came time, like I was like, "Do you uh, do you want to have sex?" And she said, "Yes." Uh, she asked. She was like, "This is your first time. Are you okay with that?" I know, like it can be intense. And I was just like, "No, this is a decision I've made, and I I want to go with it." Um, so like I went over to the nightstand. I got a condom. I unwrapped the condom. I put it on and got back in bed. And we began to have sex, and uh, she, about two minutes later or so, she kicked me out because I didn't, I guess, I don't know, because maybe I was, I didn't come. It's the only thing I can think is because the virgin didn't come super quick. She, but anyway, she like was like, you're not a virgin, get off me, and accused me of lying, and it like damaged our relationship irreparably. Um, But as soon as like, like the whole because as soon as she said get off me i jumped i jumped up moved across the room i was done um but i was really really kind of terrified that i had 
hurt her. You've done something wrong? Yeah, like I was like, oh my god, did I just rape her? Ah, ah. Because like, again, the cloudy yeah. head from the alcohol, but she said, get off me. And I like jumped across the room because I was like, holy shit, I just raped this girl. Did I just rape this girl? Oh my god. Like it was fucked up. Anxiety! Yeah. So, but like when it was like after me, like she's like, no, 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 no. We just like, I just don't believe you're a virgin. You, whatever. Um, so like after that, we had a little bit of a conversation and whatnot. It like kind of just re- like dawned on me like I just had sex for the first time and I weeped. Was she still there or was it yeah, after she No, she was out? still there. She stayed the night and like we like we worked through it but like there wow. was there That's was really trust intense. issues that, that that brought up trust issues. That's so fucking intense. Yeah. But like I had a clear realization afterwards, like, oh my god, I'm not a virgin anymore. Holy shit, what did I do? What did I do? And I bawled and weeped and like after a minute like she put her hand on my back and like rubbed me and was like it's okay like it's all right you're okay um because she was actually to this day as far as i know is still involved in the faith um oh i didn't know she was religious too oh oh her dad works for that school and uh, that one that one that one um (laughs) so yeah she's got lots of uh hang-ups there buddy i'm sure she fucking does oh poor honey oh sweet baby angel she's she's a great girl we're still friends uh kind of like we talk every once in a while and she lives on the other side of the country now so um but uh back to the point is I had a huge emotional breakdown and that was something that I wasn't prepared for and that may be something that happens to you all. Uh, These religious indoctrinations that many of us, whether you were brought up in the faith or not, these things permeate society and whether you grew up religious or not, you still may have a lot of guilt around sex and sexuality. So it's something to take into consideration uh, and know that it's okay to be emotional about the situation and to take the time that you need to take to process. And if that's before or after, or if you need to stop in the middle and make that change, um, you're allowed to do that. So um, is there anything else you want to talk about, Bills? Yeah, actually. Oh, um, yeah, cool. Yes. I was just letting you tell your story. All right. Um, there were actually friends that wanted me to come to dinner tonight, and I forgot to tell them that I wasn't going to be there. Oops! Womp womp. Because my phone's been on silent. I was like, oh shit. They're like, are you going to make it? And let me finish telling them that the <laughs> recording session went later, then, which is fine. Not a big deal. Anyway. Um, no, I actually do want to talk about my experience. Please. Yeah. Um, but I would like to pee first. Okay. I'm gonna do that. Okay. So yeah, the so my making my sexual debut. Yeah, I was 18. Uh, so I started dating that guy in like December. I think we had sex in like March, something like that. We were together a few months, but the the first time we tried to do anything, well, not anything. We had like kind of you know done other stuff like whatever normal. Like I had never really faced his dick face on like. We had, we would have sex, but, like, I never, I guess it was, like, a weird repressed thing, like, growing up in a Christian, like, I never really, I never, I, t- I think I touched it one time, 
but I never, I don't really even know, I can't even really tell you what the first guys I fucked his dick really looked like. It was really interesting, yeah, it's just, it was just like, to me, I didn't know anything, I wasn't educated, no one had really told me, so like, when I was getting wet, I was like, whoa, I was trying to clean it off, like, I was like, what's wrong with, like, I didn't, oh my God. like, this is stuff, like, I was like, oh, I'm embarrassed, like, I have this stuff on me, like, before, like, we had sex, like, I was in the bathroom, like, trying to cl- clean myself off and stuff, because I was, yeah, like, it's, <laughs> yeah, but, um, thankfully it, it's fine, but, so the first time we tried to make our sexual debut with each other, I guess he was very nervous and was having a hard time making things happen that needed to happen, and, um, so that didn't happen, and then it was, I was like, whatever, it was kind of nonchalant to me, and I, you know, later we were on the porch, on the porch swing, like, and he didn't really want to talk about it because he was super embarrassed. That's fine, like whatever. So I guess maybe it was like the next day or a few days later or whatever, like we tried again and um it <clears throat> wasn't that great. It was whatever. It like right when it happened, it was very painful. Like, whoa, like that shock of oh my god, like that initial gah. Yeah. But and then it was like he was like running a race. Mm-hmm. He was running a fucking race. I guess he really felt like he had to perform. Anyway. Side note for uh inexperienced guys. Talk to your partners and ask them faster, slower. Do you like it like this? It's okay to have these conversations because yes. if you want that partner to fuck you again, make it worth their while. Yeah. And he definitely focused on himself. Like, I know he was probably felt like he had to perform. I just kind of laid there because it was like, ugh, like it didn't really feel good. So I, my body was kind of in shock. So I was just kind of like, ugh, like I couldn't really react much because it was uncomfortable like the first time. Um, not that I was upset it was happening or anything, but you know, and then, and then when he was done, he like pulled out really quick and was like, oh, okay, wow. And I was just like, face palm. And, like, I went to the bathroom and sat there, and, like, you went to the bathroom and was, like, sitting here, like, am I supposed to feel, like, oh, my God, what have I done? Like, I'm sitting here thinking I'm supposed to feel super guilty, because I was still a Christian and went to church and stuff, but I, I really didn't, like. Nice. And then after that, we had sex a lot, and it was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was great, you know, and. Still don't really know what his dick looked like because we just would just hop into having sex. Like we didn't foreplay wasn't much of a thing, but also like we 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 did do stuff. Like we would you know make out, dry hump, whatever. And he'd certainly like fingered me and done stuff. And you know it was the first time he experiencing any of that. Um, but I had never another fun thing. I had never had an orgasm before until I was with this person. So one time we were you know fooling around before we had made our sexual debut. <laughs> he like. He said, would you like me to make you orgasm? And I was like, no. And he said, no. I was like, no. Because I had never experienced it before, so I didn't know, like. Right. <laughs> I said, no. No. But, but anyway, so later down the line, this is kind of funny. Um, I had never, we'd always just, when we had sex, just done like missionary sex. And it was. You know, he had wanted me to try being on top and whatever, and I was kind of nervous, but I know whatever, I went for it. And the first time I was ever on top during sex, I had my first crazy mind-blowing orgasm, and I had never known what it was, and I was like, I want to do this again. And then from then on, I was like, no, no, I'll be on top. I got And I would come so fast. Nice. I'd be like, on top of the, uh, all right. And he'd be like, already? I'd be like, yep. 
just because like I knew I figured out what felt good for me and that's what I wanted to fucking go for and that's okay hell yeah and that is fine women ladies boys those, men those with whoever the vulva and yeah vagina whoever you know if you want to fucking if you know what feels good fucking go for it absolutely don't feel bad for what feels good for you yeah I mean, unless it's impugning on someone else's well, free will. Well, well, yeah, well, <laughs> yes, yes, that is implied. But um, but yeah, my the first time was was yeah, kind of sucked. But I mean, our, our, we had a decent sex life. We had a lot of sex. It was great. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, not being able to remember his dick. I'll tell you <laughs> yes. a super sad fact about uh, religion and sex that you may or may not know. Um, there are certain sects of uh, Orthodox. Jews. S E C T S. Yes. Uh, that when it comes to sex, it is only for procreation. And they cut a hole in a sheet, insert their penis through the hole in the sheet, jackhammer it till they come, and then the women are to lay on their back with their legs up, and the man leaves the room uh, because of the shame involved. But sex is only for procreation so there are entire swaths of uh orthodox jewish women who have probably never ever in their life had and probably never will have an orgasm that's a crime against fucking humanity that's if you ask me extremely upsetting yeah the first penis i ever saw head on was my husband's yeah and it was really cool that our did it scare you because that thing's like a fucking redwood tree boom <laughs> it, so it's the first time his dick ever got pulled out the first time i you know saw it i i, I think i i didn't react much because i didn't know what to do i was just like it's dick cool it's there all right and i think he wanted me like expected some type of reaction but i'm just awkward so i didn't know i wasn't like wow gee whiz that's amazing i was just I like think i reacted more to the first time i saw your husband's dick <laughs> than you did yeah but so great our first time together was i don't like i you know i don't remember explicitly it was years ago but i remember like you know we're, like i think i said earlier like we were making out and stuff and he just Stop. Full stop. I was like, do you want to have sex? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so it was cool. And it's also, I love, I really love the, the relationship, the sexual relationship we have with each other because if I make any type of noise, any type of inkling that I'm into it, he like throws his hands up. He's like, what? What? What's up? And I'm like, oh my God, that, that was a good noise. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. All right. All right. You know, but, it's just so great because he consent is so important to him yes. and I value that so much because he we had because I've been having a lot of health issues and I've been really sick and stuff we haven't had sex in weeks but he's not mad he's not making me feel bad like he's like hey do you want to try and have sex tonight and I'm like yeah and I'm, I'm asleep when he gets home oops <laughs> whatever I'll go to bed and he'll jack off later it doesn't matter like right. and I just it's so nice to have a partner that is understanding and is loving and it's it's you know when you do have sex it's great because it's you both want it that's awesome and yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what else do we want to well i think we've covered yeah, pretty like... much all of our um uh our topics we we asked a few of our uh friends and and perspective or uh prospective listeners uh about like their first times 
And a lot of what we got was I was too young. I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, from my from the guys that I texted, it was all like it was awesome. I had no qualms, no complaints, no questions, and all. You probably the, came. And all the women were kind of like it wasn't really ideal. <laughs> so. So what type of trend are we seeing in today's yes. society? And granted, most of the people that we've talked to had sex a lot of years ago. I know um, Jay is, um, he's 20, 27, 28, I think. Um, I barely know my own age, much less my friends. Um, (laughs) Totally just pulled a wedgie for everyone that's not able to see. It was beautiful, and I'm sure Pierce enjoyed watching me do it again just now. But he was 17 when he made his debut. He said he had been jerking off since he was, uh, I think. Fucking the couch since he was nine. <laughs> he said 11. Um, <laughs> I was close. But yeah, well, I mean, I, I, man, I can't. The first time I ever jerked off, I humped a pillow in bed. And uh, I was doing it before I hit puberty, so I wasn't coming, but I knew it felt good, and I just kept going until it hurt because I raw, I rubbed it raw. Oh my goodness! Yep. <laughs> so once my dad caught me, he was just like, uh, was like, Will hey, you on the pillow when your dad opened the door. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly what. <laughs> So he was just like, oh, you know, he kind of started to head the birds and bees talk with me. Um, and the first time I, I gacked, I was just like, this is new and different. This is brand new information. It totally, it totally freaked me out. Like when the first time you got wet did, like, I was just like, whoa, my dick threw up. What the fuck is this? <laughs> my dick threw up. Yeah. I'm like, ew, nobody wants that. Oh, get rid of it. No, it needs to, honey, honey. Little baby bells. <laughs> baby, that needs to be there. Right? And now Lube is my absolute best uh, motherfucking friend. Let's, let's just have a round of applause for oh, Lube. Oh, Lube. Oh, God. Yes. Lube saved me. Oh, Lube. Lube is the most divine thing. Ooh. Now, it is important to say, now that we're talking about Lube, there are very, very good brands and there are very, very bad brands. And it is your responsibility in uh, being a noob to the sexual world or someone who just hasn't progressed past their first stages to learn about parabens and all of these weird chemical crap mm. that's been put into decide the... what you want to be going into your body whether right. it be someone's dick whether it be a type of lube do your research on what's going to be inside of you absolutely <laughs> yeah definitely so uh but yeah like i i'm, I'm I masturbated for a bajillion years before I finally had sex because I made my debut so late. Um, not that there's any shame in any, if no. any of our listeners are, you know, 50, 70, 100, and you still haven't had sex, that's fine. Whatever, it's never too late. Yep. I mean, <laughs> or not, whatever. Yeah, you know, as long as your doctor says your heart can, and hips can handle it. Yeah, we can't safely, <laughs> like you said, it. we're not professionals, so we can't safely recommend if you're 90 and you have heart problems. To yeah, go at it. For sure. Yeah. Check with your doctor first. For sure. Anyway. But, um, um, I'm trying to think like how I used to masturbate. I definitely, I don't think I've told anybody this. No, I used, I'm definitely, I feel like I was <clears throat> into high school or like freshman in college. And I used to like put like a plastic bag over a brush and like use that because I didn't want to be messy. 
So I was trying to be creative. Yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck I had. And it's funny because I always saw about how people were like on TV and MTV, like they would be room swap and would find like a toothbrush under it, like that vibrates or whatever. But I never understood what the vibration was for. And I'm like, do I stick it inside of me and turn it on? This feels horrible. Like this is not great. Cause I didn't know that clit stuff. Hello. Like. How old were you when you discovered uh, clitoral vibration stimulation? I believe I was with my partner now. No, And really? after, yeah, well, I mean, like, we, I had had sex with my, you know, first partner, and he had, he would, you know, rub my clit and stuff, like, sure. while we were fucking, but otherwise, like, not really. Uh, I think he just would do it a little bit, because he probably saw it in porn or something. Right. But I'm not trying to be insulting to him, anyway. But, um... Well... To be frank, that's where most guys learn about porn. And honestly, yeah, a lot of I women, think he too. Was, I mean, he was... I was 18. I think he was, like, 22. Hmm. Or 23. Whatever. No, he's 22. He's four years old. I mean, yeah, I was 18. He's 22. Yeah. Um, but now, with my partner now, I, he had really, like, wanted to do these things with me and really wanted me to be comfortable with him doing them. And once I learned that you could... My first clit orgasm was by myself. I had gotten my own little bullet, I think. We had gotten it together, and that's what I started to use. And once I found out I could do that, I just wanted to do that all the time. (laughs) I was like, I had my first clit orgasm, and it felt different. Mm -hmm. It felt kind of different. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, with, you know, male-bodied individuals, the prostate versus the penis. World's different. And dudes, uh, or homophobic idiots, uh... Don't hurt yourself no more. Stick a finger up your ass and enjoy that prostate stimulation because, <laughs> whole, no God, it is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, clit is wonderful. Clit yeah. is it. Yes, it is. Yeah. And then after I got my little bullet, I fucking used it all the time until I died. That's awesome. And now you've graduated to the beauty and wonder of a wand. I love that so the, much. If there is a god, it is responsible for creating the Hitachi wand mm-hmm. and its uh, predecessors. Or its, uh, not predecessors, its its follower, following. So at my, at my blue-collar job that I mentioned way earlier, um, one of the companies that we work with is Hitachi, and I crack the fuck up because I'm like, I wonder if, it's the same company that makes these machines. That is a huge company. I like giggled and I was like, "Hee hee!" You make the thing that I like to rub myself on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just like start digging around the storerooms, being like, "I wonder if there it is." <laughs> uh, or if the motor ever breaks, I'll just take it to the shop next door. Hey. The, one of the mechanics, can you can you fix this for me? Hey, what you what? <laughs> First of all, if you don't know what this is, you should, and then yeah. you do. <laughs> Your partner is mad at life if you don't know what this <laughs> is. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so great. And I will admit they're a little pricey, but god damn, are they not worth the investment? Mm, Holy mm-hmm. shit! There are a lot of things that we <sighs> as humans waste money on, but you will never waste money on a uh, good vibrator or a good pocket pussy because man there is i tell you there's no matter how good sex can be it's really not going to be as satisfying as getting yourself off because you do it in a way that nobody else can you do it faster 
more repeatedly efficient. Yes, it's it is just. I'm telling y'all, you need beach or meat. You need that, to beach. Beach and meat, stuff that taco. You just need to make sure that you have pleasured yourself. Uh, but you know, if if you haven't had sex yet, then absolutely pleasure yourself till the cows come home before you do, it because you need to know what you like before you can uh, have a partner really please you. Because you got to be able to tell. Sure. Them. There's. Have you seen the the new Netflix show, uh, Sex Education? No, I haven't. Oh yeah. my god, honey, we gotta watch that. Hell yeah. Uh, there's an ep- there's an episode where like this girl is in the school. She's well known for being quote unquote easy. Um, she has sex a lot, but uh, she she just does it to satisfy the guy she's with. She doesn't really know anything about it. So one of the people's like, get a hand mirror, learn your body do all kinds of stuff and then there's a scene where she finally gets with this dude and he's like how can i pleasure you and she's like i i I don't really know so that's when she like goes and learns all of the things (coughs) and she uh finally comes back to him and she's like okay i want you i can't remember exactly the sequence of events but it was just like pull on my ear uh blow on my neck rub my clit and uh, then stick it in, and I'll come instantly. And like, it was really funny. Obviously, I don't do a, a good delivery of it, but <laughs> anybody who's seen Sex Education perhaps is laughing right now. Uh, and when you see it, you'll be like, "Yeah, honey, mm-hmm. yes, queen." You tell them, baby. You tell them where to put it. Oh yeah. You tell them where to go, who to take with him, what he can do when he gets there. Oh yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, reiterate, pleasure yourself, learn what you like, learn how to have a conversation. Uh, if you learn... can't talk about it, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's one of my rules. If you can't talk about it, don't do it. Yeah. Um, you know, you can explore kink and stuff like that, but it's something that you should do later down the road once you've had some experience because oh, yeah. you may find vanilla sex to be the creme de la creme you may not like bondage or spanking or choking or any of the weird depraved delicious things that we're into delicious exquisite <laughs> but beautiful luscious things it is okay if vanilla is the way you like it if kink is the way you like it either way is good if, if you, you like it vanilla blending. with just a little bit of chocolate drizzled on top right whatever which way you want to take that yeah. it's fine but um, you know. <laughs> speaking of chocolate drizzled, do not put any sugary things in your oh vagina. Oh, God. Don't put pop rocks in your pussy. No. I watched an episode about that one time. That sounds horrible. I'm thinking more like whipped cream and chocolate sauce. Sugar and things like that will cause major issues inside of your vulva and vaginal canal. Yeah, you're going to mess up that pH, and you don't want to be messing up that mm-hmm. pH, honey bunny. No, 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 no. It's bad news bears. That is bad news bears. Um, but uh, make sure that you are up to date on protection. So condoms, dental dams, gloves, STI testing, yeah, all of these things totally. are important. And even if you're not sexually active, but you're about to be, it's still not a terrible idea to see your physician about an yeah, STI test. Totally. Because it could be something that you've inherited from blood from your parents and not realized. Yeah, if you've never had one, oh, very urgent. And go ahead and take the extra step and ask for the full testing. Yes. Yeah. Ask for full blood testing. Just get everything out of the way. And it might be a little expensive. Before. 
but it's totally worth it. I think my insurance covered my all. Like when I went back in April for my uh, my doctor, had, my doctor had to pull some strings to get mine to get a full test for me. Um, Interesting, because you're a male. I guess. Um, I don't know, but um, strange. The so, but there are tests that you can order online, um, that and ship off, and they're like two hundred and eighty bucks, I think. Hmm. Um, so like, if you don't have insurance, that's cheaper than going to a doctor. You a can lot also of places. Go to the free clinic. Yeah, I was gonna say Google because we have a city that's um, there's a a, um, a gay bar about an hour away that we fucking love to go to. It's yes. so much fun. And one time I was there, apparently there was a free HIV. STI testing clinic in that city and it was so amazing there was people there that night handing out cards and handing out condoms with the cards and I posted it on my Instagram because I was like for whoever needs it so I mean just you never know what resources are available just ask around simple Google search yeah if you have anyone that you trust ask them like you'll just be surprised what's around yeah, and there's uh, like dental dams are really easy to get on Amazon. That's where I buy mine, especially when I have parties. I buy them in bulk. Yeah. Um, there are places like uh, Condom Jungle. Condom Jungle has, uh, you can select fun. by size. Mm. Uh, you can like allergies, all kinds of stuff. Uh, my One size, or it's so the condom brand One has the My Size program where you yeah, measure that's amazing. You measure your penis and like in width and length. Most um, men already know these measurements. My partner now, my husband knew his fucking measurements instantly. Right. <laughs> he was like, "All men do," and I'm like, "No, they don't." No. Uh, but He's it's like, okay if you do. Oh, totally. But the the uh, my one will send you a sample pack. I think for like two or three bucks. It was like a dollar ninety nine. Okay. For like shipping or something. Right. So cheap. So three it'll send condoms. you three condoms. One that is the size that you measured for. Ooh, maybe they'll one sponsor us. One that's a us. little small, uh-huh. and one that's a little big. And that would be dope if they did. Hey, um, shout out to one condom. <laughs> What's up? We love you. Um, Thank you for making my sexual dreams come true. But they are the unbelievably accurate fit. Yes. Uh, when you measure it, and so big ups to uh, one and the my one program because they're really doing it. One of the biggest complaints about condoms is that they don't fit right. They cut the circulation off. I can't feel anything. Their condoms are, are thin, strong, and I have not had any complaints. And I've been using one condoms on and off for years now yeah so um i also really like the lilo hex those are really nice those look really nice but see we don't use you know i don't yeah. use condoms currently because i i have i have never had unprotected sex i'm just i'm a stickler for it and also I've no never... i think that's very smart but i just my situation like sure yeah my uh my husband little You're... snip snip got yeah. a vasectomy and you're fluid bonded oh, totally. and for those who don't know fluid bonded means that you have uh unprotected sex yeah you have unprotected sex with a partner because you're clear of stis um and you so there's nothing to worry about sharing that and uh you're either on birth control or because yeah, we're currently just sleeping with each other too so yeah yeah so Five. a lot of monogamous people are fluid bonded mm-hmm. especially if they're in a long-term relationship oh, and birth yeah. control Yep. But those of us who are poly, you know, condoms do come into play. Dental dams come Absolutely. into play. Gloves. Uh, Requirement. I have condoms in my glove compartment just in case. They've been in there through um, different temperature changes. So yeah, maybe I should replace them. Yeah. yeah. 
But I was like, hey, just in case. <laughs> right. You never know what's going to happen. Um, and uh, Alice uh, is one of our friends, and she will be doing a little bit on our social media, on our Instagram and Twitter, um, called Alice Explains. And pretty soon she will be doing a video on how to uh, turn a condom, preferably an extra large size, into a dental dam in a pinch. So that's important and you should definitely watch that because it's really, really nifty. The first time I saw that, my mind exploded. And it was pretty sweet. Well, I think we've covered all of our topics for episode one and we're running a little over an hour. So I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah. Do you have anything to add before the end bells? No. Okay. <laughs> I can't think of anything. There's so much. Well, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to this first episode. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we will be improving both the audio and the flow of the show. We did are... I talk about who I am and what I am? I don't think I did. No, I don't. I don't oh, well, know. I'll do it next episode. Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, if you want to talk to us or learn more about us. All right, we've been riding the struggle bus on this. Uh, but we want to thank you all for listening. Uh, find us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Booty in the Bible Belt. And please email us your stories, comments, whatever. Be nice because I cry easily. Um, <laughs> our email is bootyitbb at gmail.com. So B-O-O-T-Y-I-T-B-B at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, Mwah. and we'll see you next time. Bye!